Coming up on today's Locked On Dodgers, the Dodgers win the series. Tyler Anderson closes out his first half very well, and Freddie Freeman is unstoppable. That's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked on, your team every day. We are Locked On Dodgers, and you can find us wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And you can make it easy on yourself by subscribing in those places, and you'll never miss a day because you know we're not going to. This is your first time listening or watching. I'm Vince Samperio. I usually have a co-host with me, Jeff Snyder, but today it will just be me. And Jeff and I are both lifelong Dodger fans that have spent some time covering the Dodgers in the press box and in the locker room. But we're also just guys that watch the Dodgers every single day, and we cover it with the podcast. So that's what we're here for. That's what we do. We talk about the Dodgers, and that's what we're going to get into because the Dodgers won the series they were nine outs away from losing the series on Wednesday, and then they ended up coming back, as we talked about yesterday, and then they changed pace a little bit on uh, Thursday by taking the lead and holding that lead, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good game, fun game. Uh, Dodgers win 4-0, Tyler Anderson goes 6 Scoreless innings, Freddie Freeman continues his ridiculous tear, Will Smith continues to show why he's the best catcher in baseball, and we're going to talk about all that, and we're going to talk about Tyler Anderson's incredible first half, I mean, yeah, he uh, struggled a little bit, or not struggled, but you know, gave up three runs the last game, but Tyler Anderson so far for the Dodgers has been way worth way more than the eight million that they signed him for he closes out his first half of the season at 10 and 1 with the 296 era 81 strikeouts 1.02 whip in 97.1 innings other than the first two times he pitched this season which came as a piggyback for tony gonsolin he's been starting ever since and he's been giving the dodgers exactly what they need in terms of length and in terms of effectiveness i mean ever since you know, his first few appearances, four innings, four innings, 4.2, five innings, five innings. But ever since May 12th, he's going six innings, seven innings, eight innings, six innings, six innings, one clunker, three innings, eight and a third, five innings, six innings, six and a third, seven innings, six innings. I mean, he's going six innings pretty much every time out consistently and giving the Dodgers, you know, that length every five days that they haven't necessarily got. You know, they didn't get it from Walker Buehler early on, and then Walker Buehler got hurt. Julio, you know, they weren't necessarily getting the, the length from Julio early on. Now they're starting to get it from him. Tony Gonsolin's starting to get deep into games. Tyler Anderson's pitching deep into games. And he's been a savior. I, you know, we, we could talk about first-half MVPs when, you know, when Jeff and I will probably talk about that uh, coming up on Monday's episode. But if you talk about unherald, I mean, it's hard because Tony Gonsolin's the other guy you're going to talk about him with. But... You know, at least with Tony Gonsolin, he's pitched well before. He just had never pitched this well in terms of uh, length and, and pitching deep into games. But for the most part, you know, ERA-wise, he's right on top. Where Tyler Anderson is out pitching his career ERA uh, 
by one and a half runs nearly. I mean, he has a career ERA of 4.39, and he has a, an ERA right now of 2.96. So he's a guy that has really been, you know, obviously great for the Dodgers, but has, you know, borderline all-star and somebody that's really solidified this rotation, him and Gonsolin. You know, the Dodgers would probably still be first place. You know, he, the Dodgers are currently nine and a half games ahead of the Padres. And, you know, currently 58 and 30, second best record in all the baseball. They definitely don't get to that without Tyler Anderson. And they definitely, you know, have a harder time of, of going about it if he wasn't there. So it's just a... You know, we're going to heap, heap the praise because Tyler Anderson has been exactly what, he, what the Dodgers have needed. And he's done it in a way that he hasn't pitched before necessarily. He's, you know, relying on that changeup, uh, getting everything, you know, people out in front and then making that fastball look way faster than it actually is because of, you know, the constant changeups he's throwing. And, and he's, you know, it's not like it's a smoke and mirrors type of thing. I mean, he's dominating accomplished hitters i mean he he struck out goldschmidt um a few times and and while he's not doing it with any stuff that's amazing you look at you know take a look at his baseball savant page and he's got some red there in terms of not allowing hard contact and if you look at a lot of dodgers uh starting pitching and even relievers while they may not have the best stuff per se, they may not have, you know, they're not getting the swings and misses and everything else at a clip that is elite. They are elite at keeping the other team from hitting the ball hard. And Tyler Anderson's the same way. 94 percentile on average exit velocity, 92nd percentile on hard hit percentage, and then the 95 percentile on chase rate. So he's getting guys to chase and he's getting guys to hit, not hit the ball hard, or he's not allowing guys to hit the ball hard. And, that's really all you can ask for coming from, you know, a starting pitcher, uh, especially a guy like this and especially a guy that, you know, has been able to give the Dodgers the length that they that they need. And, and you know, you, you look at the difference from last year to this year. And last year he's throwing, you know, he's throwing the fastball around the same. The fastball last year, 37.3% of the time. This year, 34.3% of the time. But, the, and, but last year, second pitch was the cutter, 26.2% of the time. He's throwing the cutter down to 21.6. He's up that changeup to nearly equal with his fastball 32.7% of the time, where last year he was throwing it uh, about 25% of the time. So he's up that changeup to, you know, like I said, 32.7% of the time. And guess what? People are hitting 165 against it with a slugging percentage of uh, 240. Yeah, a slugging percentage of 240. So... He's using that changeup, obviously, to his advantage. And it's, I don't know, you know, we talk about Gonsolin maybe regressing. Tyler Anderson could potentially regress as well. But to the point that he's gotten the Dodgers and the fact that, you know, where I say he might not regress or might not regress as much is because he's never pitched like this before. So, you know, it's hard to say, oh, yeah, he's going to, He's, eventually, he's going to, you know, not pitch as well because, uh, you know, for whatever the case, eventually he's not going to pitch as well because he's meant to regress. But he's also, the last time he's thrown the changeup this much was in 2020. He threw it 33% of the time, and guys hit 214 with the 306 legging percentage against it. And in 2020, 
uh, I would imagine he had a pretty decent year. So it's a matter of, yeah, could he regress? Yes, very much so. He could regress. But will he regress? I'm not necessarily going to say yes because he's never pitched like this before. And and you look at 2020, I mean, he had a 4-3-7 ERA in, in 13 games, 60 innings. Uh, but at that time, he wasn't, you know, he didn't have his fastball, wasn't uh, as strong, you know, his fastball this year. Actually, his fastball, opponents are hitting 321 against his fastball this year. Uh, they only hit 257 against it the other day. But I think what the main part of it is, even if he's allowing hits, he's not allowing hits to compile and he's not allowing, you know, hard hits and everything else. So that's where he's at there. And I'm looking forward to continue to see Tyler Anderson pitch into the second half. I'm also looking forward to talk about Freddie Freeman and the incredible tear he's been on. But first, let's talk about Blue Nile, because if you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, you can find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 to help you out. Because if you go to Blue Nile, they, you're going to have to pick out diamond shape, diamond size, clarity, setting style, all that stuff that comes with putting together a ring. And if you don't know what you're doing, they'll help you out. They got somebody available via phone or chat at all times. And they can help you handcraft the perfect engagement ring or special other ring. Because they create rings that are one of a kind. And right now, Locked On Dodgers listeners can get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more with jewelry from BlueNile.com. With this podcast exclusive Locked On code, it also includes engagement rings. So that's code Locked On. Use code Locked On at BlueNile.com. $50 off a purchase of $500 or more. And remember, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging so she won't know what's going on. Shop stress free and find your favorite piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right. Let's talk some Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman had an incredible series. Freddie Freeman was on base nearly the entire series. And, yeah, I don't think the Cardinals want to see him again, at least for now. You look at the series. He came to the plate 14 times in the three games. He reached base safely in 12 of those 14 uh, plate appearances. He had nine hits, three of those hits being doubles, one of them being a home run. And he went. He had a stretch where he went 13 for 15, uh, matching the last time that happened for a Dodger was Rafael Fricar in 2007. And all this comes off the heels I, I tweeted out yesterday comes off the heels of just another article from uh, that writer from the LA Times that call basically called out his emotional stability. It comes after not being named to the All-Star team. Now, I originally hadn't, didn't believe he was a huge snub. I believe, yeah, he, he had the numbers that would have warranted an All-Star appearance, but, I, you know, it wasn't an egregious snub. But now you look at the numbers and it, the snub's a little more egregious because he went from hitting 294 to hitting 320. He's now the league leader in, in batting average, if I'm not mistaken. On base percentage, nearly 400 at 398. His OPS uh, now over 900 at 920. And then now he's got, you know, he's got the power numbers to kind of go with it now. 12 homers, 56 RBIs, uh, league leading 30 doubles. And, you know, Freddie Freeman, if, if Tyler Anderson's been exact been exactly what the Dodgers needed Freddie Freeman's been exactly what they believed they were getting and maybe even a little bit better and it's been fun to watch I mean he's he's a guy that is that is 
when he has everything around like he does now and it looks like, you know, he's never going to get out again. And it's, you look at Freddie Freeman over the last month in general and the numbers get ridiculous. I mean, you go over the last 30 games, Freddie Freeman's hitting 378 with the 672 slugging percentage and a 453 on base percentage. You're like, wow, that's, you know, pretty, pretty wild. You go just the last 15 games, he's hitting 390 with a 695 slugging percentage and a 448 on base percentage. And you're like, wow, that's even, that's even better. That's crazy. There's no way he can get better than that, right? Oh, don't you, don't you dare question Freddie Freeman because the last seven games, he's hitting 536 with a 929 slugging percentage and a 594 on base percentage. Freddie Freeman in the last month has went from he's having a decent, you know, he's having a good season um, to he's now trying to thrust his name into a potential MVP race. You know, 320 with a 920 OPS, league, leading the league in doubles, on pace for over 100 RBIs. He's now, I think he's now leading the league in hits as well. He is throwing his name into an MVP race. And when Manny Machado slowing down and Bryce Harper hurt, you know, that window is open. And, and I think with the Dodgers, the hardest part is, you know, Mookie Betts, if he's going to get hot soon, he's gonna, he's already in that in that mix. You know, Trey Turner, he's been consistent all year. He might be in that mix. And for the Dodgers before, we've talked about how, you know, maybe not the last couple years, but before that, before the Mookie Betts trade, it was always the Dodgers are a good team. They don't necessarily have, like, the standout stars or the MVP types. I mean, you know, for a team that that was consistently winning 95 to 100-plus games, they weren't necessarily putting guys top five MVP. You know, Justin Turner had some MVP votes. Corey Seager had some MVP votes. Uh, Well, Cody Bellinger won it, but as we've seen now, that was more – of, a, of an anomaly than anything else. And this year, the Dodgers have three guys, three superstars that will, will probably uh, split some MVP votes. So it's just been a joy to watch at the top of the order. And Freddie Freeman has been on fire this last week. And you know, I don't know if there'll be any other injuries or any other replacements for the All-Star team. But if there is, I got to imagine Freddie's next. And if Freddie's not next... The person that should be next uh, besides Freddie is Will Smith. And Will Smith has been another guy who's had an incredible run over the last month and especially over the last week or so when he was not announced to the All-Star team. You know, Will Smith over the last week, 370, 469 on base percentage, 556 slugging. He's driven in eight runs in the last seven games. And even Will Smith, you go to the next one, last 15 games, he's hitting 294. 419 on base, 510 slugging, 11 RBI in the last 15 games. And then you go over the last 30 games, he's just hit seven home runs, driven in 20 runs, all while hitting 300 with the on-base percentage of 377 and the slugging of 539 over the last month. So that's if that's not the best catcher in baseball, I don't know what is. If that's not the best you know, offensive catcher in baseball for sure, you know, I don't know what is. Will Smith on the year now is up to 265, OPS seen at 824. 14 home runs, 46 RBI. I mean, he's a guy that has become an offensive force, and he's doing all this batting in the middle of the Dodgers' order. And for catchers, what we've seen, and even with Will Smith specifically in the past, you know, he's hit lower in the order. 
and you know you don't see too many catchers batting number four in a batting order anymore. You know catchers are are they ha- it hasn't become a completely defensive position, but it has had more of a defensive focus and you know stealing strikes with pitch framing and handling the pitching staff and you know I know specifically like the Astros they get pretty much nothing offensively from Martin Maldonado but you know they they are cool with that because they have a strong offense around him and he handles the pitching staff well the Dodgers get the best of both worlds because Will Smith is starting to become a better defensive catcher he's starting to command a pitching staff and on top of that, he's batting number four in their batting order and on pace for around 25, 30 home runs. So it's, you know, it, it, it's, there's not a lot. Of, it's hard to like, you know, get words for these guys. But, you know, Will Smith has shown and grown and continued to improve uh, as time has gone on. And, you know, he's now, like I said, the best catcher in baseball, especially with some fallouts from some other guys and him stepping up. And the fact that he's not an all-star is still egregious. And, you know, Dave Roberts mentioned that while he still believes, you know, those guys are, are worthy of it. And he says, quote, I don't think that either player will admit it, but anything a player can use to motivate them to get through the grind of the season, I think is a benefit. And certainly those guys use it maybe a, a little as a little fuel and we're the recipients and beneficiaries. And we're definitely uh, the beneficiary from Freddie Freeman and Will Smith not being into the all-star team especially if this is the way they react. So that's uh, that's it on Freddie Freeman. Uh, Jeff and I talked about yesterday how the Dodgers had had these comebacks and, and, and everything else, and Freddie Freeman had yet to, had almost yet to make it out in the series, and we hadn't talked about him. So today we talked about him. We also talked about Will Smith, who's driven a run in now, and I believe it's eight straight games. But, uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun to watch. Speaking of fun to watch, we're going to talk about the Home Run Derby and how fun that is going to be to watch. And if we're disappointed that there's not a Dodger in it, but first let's talk about Bet Online because they are your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. They got all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. They're your number one source for all your sports wagering information. They got live betting, esports scores, and more. Check it all out. They got podcasts. You know, BetOnline.net, they got everything you need for your betting lifestyle. Head to the website today on your laptop or mobile device and check out the trends and check out the action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to check out the live MLB draft show July 17th on Locked on MLB Prospects. Right after the first round of the MLB draft, join MLB prospect expert Lindsey Crosby and MLB expert Jeff Ellis as they go deep on the future stars of Major League Baseball. Subscribe now to Locked On MLB Prospects so you get notified when they go live on draft night. All right, let's close it out. The field is set for the Home Run Derby, and there are no 2022 Dodgers uh, participating. There is or there are two 2021 Dodgers participating. And as I joked about on Twitter, a future 2025 Dodger in Juan Soto. But the field is complete after Corey Seager became the last player to announce that he was participating. And while Seager, you know, Pujols is in it, but I don't think anyone expects too much of Pujols. 
Seager being in it, uh, I know some Dodger fans I saw on, on social media were saying, okay, like now we have at least somebody to root for. Uh, I don't feel that deeply connected to Corey Seager like that. And while I do think he's going to do well, I know he did well in his previous time in the Home Run Derby, it was a little bit of a dud for me in terms of the last player. I think it's because I wanted Sten and I wanted to see Sten hit some balls over the pavilion. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, you know, the field is stacked. It, it's Seager and Pujols and Juan Soto and Ronald Acuna Jr. and Pete Alonzo and Jose Ramirez and Kyle Schwarber. I mean, it, it's, it's a deep field with some big names and some players that are good at home run derbies or that have done home run derbies before, you know, no Shohei Otani, which is a little bit disappointing. No, uh, Stan, which is a little bit disappointing, but either way, it's still a strong thing. And, you know, the home run derby, uh, is not losing the firepower. Like the, you know, the you talk about NBA, you talk about the slam dunk contest. I mean, it's become a, it's become a, just which young guys go out there and not too much going on. And it's not as fun as it used to be. The home run derby since the format change has been fun. Uh, since that, that, you know, more guys are participating or not more guys, but they've had some pretty solid participation. And this year, especially so with, you know, some of the biggest names in baseball. So home run derby is going to be fun. And I've seen people upset. It's kind of funny. Uh, usually when the Dodgers have someone c- competing in the home run derby or going to compete in the home run derby, you see complaining because, oh, they're going to ruin their swing and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And then this year, no Dodgers are in it, and I see the opposite complaining where it's like, oh, there's no Dodgers, it's in L.A., you know, blah, 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 they should have a Dodger, you know, all that kind of stuff. And this is what I'll say is, would it have been fun to have a Dodger in it, you know, to root for? Yes. Uh, But I don't necessarily think the Dodgers have, other than... You know, Max Muncy, who did well before. He didn't make it out of the first round, but he had a really great first round. The Dodgers don't necessarily have anyone that excites me in terms of, like, pure home run derby. You know, Mookie Betts would be fun because it's Mookie Betts. And, you know, he does have power. But when you think, you know, when I think of home run derby, I don't think of, like, oh, Mookie Betts, necessarily. When I think of home run derby, I don't think of Trey Turner. And, you know, some people might say, oh, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman's hit 30-plus home runs before. I think 38 topped out. Um, But I don't necessarily consider Freddie Freeman a home run hitter. I consider Freddie Freeman a very good hitter who hits home runs. You know, same with Mookie Betts. Very good hitter who hits home runs. Trey Turner, the last few years as well, very good hitter who hits home runs. But I don't necessarily... You know, I don't think anyone's going to batting practice early in order to see any of those guys hit. Well, especially not Trey Turner because he doesn't hit batting practice, uh, which is why he said he wouldn't do it because uh, there's a reason. He's not good at it is what he said. So you move on to the next tier and, and names that people were mentioning, Justin Turner. Uh, I don't know. Justin Turner has hit home runs before. You know, he's hit 25. Uh, I don't think he's ever got to 30, but he's hit, you know, a lot of home runs. I don't necessarily say, oh, yeah, I want to see Justin Turner in the home run derby. And and that's not a knock on anyone. The Dodgers have a lot of good hitters. They don't necessarily have any guys that are just, you know, pure power type hitters. Edwin Rios, 
Now, him, I'd want to see in a home run derby because I know he can hit the ball far and he would, you know, be fun in a derby atmosphere. It sucks that he got hurt. I don't think he would have got asked anyways just because they've had some big star power. But if they did want to have a Dodger in it and Edwin Rios was healthy, I do think that would have been a perfect match. Uh, the other name people were mentioning was Will Smith. And like I said, Will Smith, love Will Smith, best catcher in baseball. You know, he doesn't hit majestic home runs. He's a good hitter, you know. He's a good hitter. And I'm sure he would do well in the competition. But when I'm thinking of home run derby, I'm thinking of guys that are known for power and for hitting the ball. Now you might say, oh, well, Juan Soto's not known for that. But Juan Soto's swing is violent and lends itself to home run derby atmosphere. And we saw last year. Or, yeah, last year. It's good. You know, you might say, oh, you could say Ronald Acuna Jr. And I'll be like, well, his swing is violent and lends itself to a home run derby. You know, Pete Alonso's swing isn't necessarily violent, but he mashes and he's already won twice. You know, Kyle Schwarber mashes. You know, Pujols, that's more of a legacy pick. Uh, I don't expect too much from Robert Pujols. Corey Seager saying, you know what? You know, some of his home runs were majestic in a way. But he's not a guy that's hitting, you know, 450-plus on a consistent basis. He's a good hitter. He's a 300 hitter who hits home runs. Doesn't necessarily excite me for this type of event. Jose Ramirez as well, like, doesn't necessarily excite me for this type of event. He's a very good hitter, but I don't think of Jose Ramirez when I think of home run derby. And everyone is obviously entitled to their opinion. This is my opinion. So, I think it's fine the Dodgers don't have anybody. I don't think necessarily... I think if they would have put someone in, other than like, you know, Mookie Trade, Freddie would have had the star name, the star power, and probably would have done decently in the event, or maybe not Trey Turner, he said he wouldn't, but uh, but I don't think of them as, oh yeah, that's what I want to see in a home run derby, because they're just good hitters who hit home runs, you know? Max Muncy, yes, is a was a power guy, you know, he's a guy who's hitting 35 plus home runs, not hitting anywhere near 300. And he's done well before, but, you know, he, he's he been, well, hurt and then not effective. And, you know, it, I doubt he would want to have done it this year, especially if it, his elbow still bothers him a little bit. You know, Will Smith, Justin Turner, not necessarily who I think of when I think of home run derby. So it would have been Edwin Rios, but, I mean, realistically, probably Trace Thompson and Jake Lamb would put on better shows in terms of a home run derby, but realistically, nobody, nobody's clamoring for Trace Thompson or Jake Lamb to be in the home run derby. So, home run derby field is set. It's great. That's on Monday, Dodger Stadium. I'm looking forward to seeing baseballs flying all over the pavilion. Uh, you know, hopefully some some loge home runs. We get some loge home runs. We'll definitely get some field level home runs, and hopefully the pavilion gets cleared at least a couple times. So. That's uh, going to be Monday, and that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, check out Locked on MLB Prospects. They got their job show on Sunday, and usually host Lindsey Crosby is talking about the future stars of tomorrow in a different capacity, and he's always good because he's a prospect encyclopedia. So check that out. Uh, All-Star Weekend starts on Saturday. You know, the Dodgers play. It, MLB needs to figure it out. Dod, teams play through the weekend, through Sunday. The Dodgers actually have Sunday off. 
but they play Saturday when the Futures game is going on at Dodger Stadium and when the Celebrity game is going on at Dodger Stadium. And I don't know. I think they need to give the weekend off or put the Futures game on like the Wednesday next week when there's no nothing going on because you're not you're not doing a service to anybody. But in the Futures game, Diego Cartaya, Bobby Miller. And Miguel Vargas will participate. Got the Celebrity Game. Bad Bunny will be in the building uh, in the Celebrity Game on Saturday. Sunday's the draft. Monday, Home Run Derby. Tuesday, All-Star Game. So if you're going out there uh, to Dodger Stadium for any of those events, it's going to be fun. I'll be out there uh, for sure. Probably most li- more than likely credentialed for work. So uh, it's going to be fun for me. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, everybody else, any other Dodger fans in life, if they need a podcast, uh, we got them. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Samperio. If you need to uh, DM us on any of those accounts, they're open. If you need to get a hold of us other ways, email LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Take my device, play podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.